0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith, corks one in the right, down
2: the line. It may go.
1: You're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast.
2: Go crazy, folks. Go
3: crazy. Here's your host, Brent McMillan. Welcome to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. It's the May 31st, 2021 edition of the program. If you're listening to this on the 31st, then happy Memorial Day. If not, still glad to have you. My name is Brett McMillan, and we are excited today to hear from the newest member of the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame, Keith Hernandez. We're diving into a Radio Network Archive conversation today. Keith joined Mike Shannon and Mike Claiborne for a live at Shannon's in 2017. you are gonna hear two portions of that conversation. One about his road to Major League Baseball. The second about players who impacted him once he was there or just in general in his life. There's some really fun stories, including one about Lou Brock and knowing that he could run on Johnny Bench and what he told Keith Hernandez about that. It's pretty cool. Be sure to, to stay tuned and check that out. Of course. Keith played great defense on a corner here in St. Louis, and Nolan Arenado is doing the same right now. And on Thursday, June the 3rd, the Cardinals host the Cincinnati Reds, and that night, 10,000 fans entering with a ticket will take home their own Cardinals decal, courtesy of Shelter Insurance. The decal features the Cardinals' third baseman, Nolan Arenado. That's Thursday, June the 3rd. For tickets, visit cardinals.com slash promotions. All right, let's get to it, cue it up, and let it roll. It's Mike Shannon, Mike Claiborne, and Keith Hernandez during Live at Shannon's. Take a listen from the Cardinals Radio Archives right here on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Our
1: special guest tonight,
3: former Cardinal and World
0: Series champion Keith Hernandez. And uh, it's always good to have you in town. It's always good to be in town. I always get angry when I don't schedule me in St. Louis. I always tell my boss, Kurt Gowdy, Jr. I goes,Why why didn't you schedule me in St. Louis? What's your problem? You ever seen the uh, Kurt Gowdy's uh, uh,
4: memorial and not the uh, you know, like his Hall of Fame? the in, father? Yeah, no, I haven't. It's pretty nice, right on the river there, you know, when you come across the river and it's uh, in Boston. No, no, no! It's in, in uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming! Yeah, okay. right. Yeah, yeah. He did right across there, you know, and, and they got a
0: really nice uh, museum there for him. I never met him, yeah. but when you know, when <laughs> he was, he's like, it was like. One family. year,
4: one year, we're in Florida and, and Rogers going fishing. I said, "What are you doing going fishing?" He said, "Well, I'm gonna." On that Kurt Gowdy show, on the fishing show, I said, Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, he he didn't know anything about fishing, you Uh. know. And then I took him up to the, you know, uh, those. uh, Those those peers that go out in Florida, and he started bothering the fishermen. I said, "Hey, Roger, you can't ask those guys questions like that. That'd <laughs> be like somebody coming up and asking you for an autograph. You can't. <laughs> say, well, what are you? What kind of bait are you using? <laughs> and things like that." He said, "I got to learn this stuff because I'm going to go." Well, he was going to go fly
0: fishing. You probably was going to go fly fishing with I know with, exactly. with Kurt Gowdy yeah. up there in Wyoming.
1: <laughs> first year for you in St. Louis.
0: Pardon what me. Year was your first
1: year in St. Louis?
0: With the here? Cardinals? Oh, yeah. What, in 74?
1: It was a it was a little struggle for you in the early stages, big right? Time. Where you they were wondering, well, we got this guy. We don't know what he, whether he can
0: Let's play or I let just say I was glad I wasn't breaking in with all that fanfare in New York City. And I had the Cardinal <laughs> fans here that were very patient with me for the first three years. But yeah. you were
4: a big uh, first-round ref choice.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> what
4: was, were you, the 38th round or something like
0: that? I think 52nd. Fifty-second round, I think. It was, a, um, but it was because I quit my my senior year, and the Cardinal scout in the Bay Area was Jim Johnston, and he lived over in the East Bay, and he's the bird dog that scouted me uh, all summer. So when I quit my, I came out late from basketball because we contended to the end, and I pitched, and my coach was a jerk, and my arm wasn't in shape. I played three sports. Sure. And I was getting my fanny kicked. I was the ace of the staff. And I, my arm just wasn't strong. And he uh, finally uh, took me out of a game and benched me. And I basically asked my dad. And my dad said, if you want to quit, you go ahead and quit. So my dad got me on a team over across the bay, uh, a semi-pro team that I played on weekends. I was a 17-year-old kid playing against semi-pro against college guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, the El Cerrito Cardinals, believe it or not. And he had Cardinal uniforms. And I had a hard time, but uh, Jimmy Johnson scouted me, then Joe DiMaggio League, which was like Babe Ruth, came in the summer when school let out, and I killed it. I just wore it out, and Jim Johnson followed me, then Bill Sales was the scouting supervisor right, yeah. in the mm-hmm. West Coast. Uh, and uh, Bill came down and saw me play, and then it they signed long. me. It doesn't
4: happen very often anymore that a guy gets gets lost through the cracks like it did back in your day.
0: Um, <clears throat> I guess not, but uh, and there was all kinds of scouts. Why well, I was going to be someone's first draft pick, uh, number one pick, and uh, it just it. Before that, you that, quit. That, but that did I quit? And they kind of I had a scholarship to Stanford, full ride baseball, and Cal. And uh, all of a sudden when I quit, Stanford pulled the, her scholarship offer and told me, see you later. So, um, you know, I survived it. And then uh, I wound up playing. When the Cardinals signed me, George Sylvie came out and watched me pitch the championship game in Joe DiMaggio. And I struck out. We went nine innings, and I, I got beaten the ninth, one nothing. And I struck out like 17. And um, another good pitcher that went to Cal, uh, they signed me that night after the game in my, in our kitchen, my dad, and we got $30,000 from a 50-second round. Uh, 30000 my dad said, "My, we're not going to take anything less. He wanted fifty, And he said, my son can go to school. And I want enough money for my son, so if he doesn't make it, he can go back to college. I was going to go back to college, right? But anyway, <laughs> we wound up signing, and then... The, George Sylvie just said, well, we don't want you to go to extended spring training in Sarasota. And uh, just get yourself ready for the 72 season. And that was my first spring training.
4: Where, uh, where did you go?
0: Uh, first year, St. Pete. Oh, okay. Florida State League, which was pretty good. And then Little Rock, where I really struggled. Double A. Double A, yeah. And then I went uh-huh. to Triple A, Tulsa, and I killed it. Don't ask me why. Well, you got in shape. <laughs> uh, Bob Kennedy, also, to this day, he was the farm director. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, got off to a bad start in Little Rock. And I was hitting like 170 for the first six weeks. And I had a bad, I had a wrist problem. And I really thought my career was going to be in jeopardy. And my dad did too. And um, it took me six weeks. I went from 170 and I finally, they played every Sunday in Little Rock. They played doubleheader, day doubleheaders. And it was so hot that, that summer. And at a, I went six for eight in the doubleheader, and I finally went over 300. I went home, I took a bath, and it just took all the energy out of me. I went In two weeks, I went from 301 to 260, and Bob Kennedy called me up to Tulsa instead of sending me down or keeping me there. Mm-hmm. And I asked him years later, I said, Bob, why in the heck did you call me up to Tulsa? And he just said, Keith, if I'd have sent you down, it would have destroyed you. And he goes, I knew you had it, and so I was going to send you up, and you know, the weather was a little cooler, and give you a, a new, a new, a new environment, a new challenge. And it, not
4: Nowadays, with the cybermetrics, you might oh, have been lost. Oh, i been
0: toast. You'd have been over. And I wouldn't have gone show up the ballpark at 12 noon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been a malcontent. <laughs> is, is that one of the things that you know? There are a lot of things that have changed since you played, but. The day you see guys get into the ballpark just oh so early, what time did you normally come?
0: We, we hit at 5 o'clock. I get to the ballpark at 4. An hour to get ready and get mm-hmm. on the field. What's the sense? Well, you know, and always the saying when we were, Mike, Mike was around then would be, you know, the, the last one in the clubhouse and the first one to leave. It was kind of got a label on your back. Mm-hmm. Well, I was never the first one in the clubhouse, but I was never the last one out. I mean, I mean, the the first first, one one out, excuse me. Kind of hang around anyway a little bit. Let's take a quick break.
4: That's uh, really that group that you were with. uh, is really the last kind of group that was from what you would call the old. old
0: days.
1: Let's take a quick break.
0: Thankfully, Keith. Thankfully, (laughs) Keith Hernandez,
1: Mike Shannon here. We're live at the ballpark. We'll be back with more on the Cardinals radio network.
3: Hope that you're enjoying Keith Hernandez on live at Shannon's here on the Cardinals insider podcast. Now, as you know, the ballpark. Really coming alive lately. All of downtown is here with the new second phase of Ballpark Village. I mean, it is popping down here on this Clark Street corridor in downtown St. Louis. And those crowds are getting some great giveaway items. That includes the Cardinals hosting the Reds the weekend of June the 4th, 5th, and 6th. And on those dates, 10,000 fans ages 16 and older are going to take home their own blue mystery player jersey courtesy of Old Dominion Freight Line. Who will you get? Maybe Paul DeYoung, Jack Flaherty, Miles Michaelis. You don't know until you come down and get the jersey. We'd love to have you for tickets. Visit cardinals.com slash promotions. All right, let's get back to it. It's Keith Hernandez on Live at Shannon's here on the Cardinals Insider Podcast.
1: Our special guest tonight, Keith Hernandez, and it's always good to have him in St. Louis. Um, We talked a little bit about the approach that players have today coming early. How much information? Do you think there's too much information for players to try and disseminate, and then have to go out and deal with with somebody who's a really good pitcher?
0: Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff that you can use. Um, I know they have all the computers now, and they're in there looking at the computers. You can watch a pitcher, you can program in Steve Carlton and um, and j- against left hand hitters and watch how he. But you know what? Steve Carlton's not going to pitch me the same as he's going to pitch say, a Buddy Harrelson-type left-hand hitter. He's going to pitch me differently. And you always want to know how they pitch you. Right. <laughs> it makes it a little more tougher this year uh, in today's game is that there's three divisions, and you only play once out of division, home and away, so there's a little less familiarity. I remember Lou told me very young it gets easier in the big leagues because you, you'll, you'll be able to get a feel for the guys that are throwing against you and how they want to pitch you. Uh, And that was true, but today it's a little more difficult because with 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 the more teams, and they're carrying what? How many pitchers for crying out loud? Uh, You know, you have four men benches now, which is we just talking earlier, uh, which I don't quite understand. But um, there is information you can use. Uh, I mean, it would be nice to know. I mean, pitcher X behind the count, men on base, throws. 70% But 70% change-ups or breaking ball. That's a nice thing to have in the back of your head. But you had your own book. When, when I, you, I never had a book. I had it yeah. in the back of my head. Yeah,
4: right. You just kept it.
0: That's your book. I know how they like <laughs> to pitch me.
4: Yeah, sure. You know exactly. What, and how, when he changed, and you adapted every time you went up there.
0: I'll tell you a funny story. Is that Lou, we were playing the Reds in the big, big Red machine. And we go into town in Cincinnati. And Lou comes out to me before the game. This is when we had Templeton. And we had those good-hitting teams. And we didn't have the pitching. And Lou comes to me, uh, and I'm hitting third. And he goes, don't take any pitches for me. He goes, don't worry about me. I'll get my stolen base. He goes, I go, why? And he goes, Johnny Bench has this reputation of throwing out runners. And when guys get on base, he puts down number one. So you go to (laughs) Whalen. And he was right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you came up as,
1: as a young guy. Who were some of the people who took care of you? Because that, 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 those teams you played for had some real pros on that team. Uh,
0: so that, uh, Well, yeah, 74 we lost in the end of the season. you remember that? We remember we were in, the, in Montreal? Montreal we were waiting, Mike Jorgensen. Steve Swisher's pass ball? Yeah, in New York, right. Um, uh, Lou always took good care of me. Uh, Ted Sizemore. It was a very veteran team. Mm-hmm. It was Joe Torre. It was Gibby. Um uh McCarver got released. I took his spot on the roster, uh, which didn't go well with Bob, and um but it was Sonny Seabird, it was all a lot of veterans, there were a lot of yeah. thirty year olds, and I was twenty years old. I did not feel like I belonged there. And uh but I'll remember Sizemore and um and uh Lou really took great care of me and a little bit of Al too. Al took Al was through all that image and all that bluster. Al really was a good guy. Um, you did a lot of listening in your early stages compared to talking when you uh, had so many pros around. you know, you got to keep your ears open. I mean, I, I in '74 I hit th- I led the league in hitting. That was the most fun I ever had in Tulsa. It was the minor leagues, and we had um, Jim Beachimp on the team. We had Dick Selma. Uh, Paulineer, Bob Heist, Jerry Devana. We had, a, we had like nine ex-major leaguers. And I learned so much that year playing with those guys that had been in the big leagues. You know, I was able to play with them. And now when I first realized that they put their clothes on the same way I did and showered. And, you know, I'm, I grew up in high school. I collected cards. So you were a fan before you oh, actually became yes. a player. Absolutely.
1: You know, when you think about that, I wonder how many kids today are fans of the game compared oh, I think to they this are. play.
0: But they don't have a um, any sense of history, and you would think that they would when you've got Google and you can find anything anything out about anything you want to find out with the snap of a finger. It's at you know, that's at it's at your fingertips. Um, I can't tell you how many players don't know who the hell I am, <laughs> you know, which is fine.
1: I asked Dusty Baker that question uh, last week. I said, "How many guys?" that you have knew that you played. They knew you managed somewhere, but did they know you played? He said, you know, a couple of them. He said, when we go to Dodger Stadium, I take them through that hallway where there's my silver slugger and there's my gold glove, and a few of them are like, wow, that's you. And he that's said, but most amazing. of them, most of know them don't know, I know that he was a, a, a very good player. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, and yeah, I, But I agree. I think that with the information so readily available today, there's no excuse for not at least
0: trying to think,
4: know. How many,
1: how many guys you think that are on uh, your New York team now know who you
0: are? <laughs> um, I think they know by now, but um, the ones coming up, I had one player that was uh, Lasting Millage, Lasting's Millage, well, we yeah. and uh, I came up to introduce myself to him when he grabbed my... My my uh, my identification and looked at it to
1: see it
3: was.
0: <laughs> I just walked away from him. <laughs> for,
1: for you, you know, everybody knows you were a great hitter. I think you're the best first baseman I've ever seen in the Cardinal uniform. You took a lot of pride in your defense, and I also thought you had maybe the best throwing arm on the relay.
0: And you talk about how you used to be a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Which which is, which did you take most pride in? Oh, well, offense was the most difficult. The fielding was easy. Um, I took pride in both ends. I, my father always told me, "He goes, if you play defense, that manager is going to be less inclined to take you out of the lineup if you go in a slump." And that's true. So, um, like you play both ends of the field, so uh, Tempe made me look good. <laughs> Tempe made what forty-something errors that year. If I had, if he'd have had someone out there was a butcher, Dick Stewart or something like that, he'd have made sixty errors. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, and you you played that. You took those
1: astroturf hops really well. well too. Astroturf's
0: yeah. are much better than it's easier to read off astroturf, unless it's wet, of course. Um, <laughs> the in between hop is always the, the tough one. What's the one you got to read? You always want the short hop or the long hop. And then I was fortunate enough to have that infield in '82 with you know, Ozzy never made a bad throw to me, hardly ever, and um, Obie, and Tommy. That was a pretty good. It's good of a, infield, good,
1: huh, as good of an infield you've ever played played on played with?
0: Oh, the best, beyond a shadow of a doubt. I mean, the Mets we didn't have we weren't a great we were fielding a team, uh, we weren't a bad one, but we weren't what the Cardinals were. That that Cardinal team we had some we had some guys that played defense.
3: I loved Live at Shannon's, and of course, I think people are, are reminiscing on that show a lot right now, with it being Mike's 50th and final year in the Cardinals booth. But Live at Shannon's, when they were doing it, really was the original podcast. I mean, free-flowing, story-driven, personality-driven. The the people that would come across the street and sit at the restaurant or in the last few years up in the radio booth with Shannon and Claves were just really incredible, and they got great stories out of those guys. That really only two guys like Shannon who played and broadcast the game for so long and Claiborne who has been covering baseball for so long and doing it so well. Only those kind of guys can get the kind of stories that they did out of some of these, the biggest names in the sport. It was fun to re-listen to and guess what else is going to be fun? Interleague play at Bush Stadium when the Cardinals host the Indians. That's coming up June 8th and 9th. Both those dates, 10,000 fans entering with a ticket are going to take home their own Cardinals bucket hat. For tickets or more info, visit cardinals.com slash promotions. That's it for this month's edition of the program. Back at you again on June the 30th. We certainly appreciate you listening today. And if you like the show, if you enjoy it, A positive rating, review, subscription goes a long way wherever it is that you might consume your podcast. We really appreciate that positive feedback. You can also get in touch by email, s at cardinals.com. We really do read them. We really do take to heart what you might suggest if you've got a guest suggestion or maybe something from the past that's happened on Cardinals Radio that you want to hear again. Slide into that inbox, s at cardinals.com. I would love to see it for now so long my name is brett McMillan. hope that you enjoyed keith hernandez mike shannon and mike claiborne thanks to those three gentlemen they didn't know they'd land on the podcast someday but they certainly provided some interesting content for us we'll talk to you next time on the cardinals insider podcast